Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The international break is over. So today we are going to have a look at my game week five transfer plans, what I plan on doing with my team, what I'm going to do with Hume Son, when I'm going to wildcard, what I think of Newcastle, and finally the double game week for Luton and Burnley. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and today it is my game week five transfer plans. We've had the international break. I think all international fixtures are either over today or they've already passed. So today it is finally time to have a look and a review of what I'm gonna do with my team going into game week five. Always the aim, 1,000 likes on the video. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. We are so close to 80,000 subscribers. So my team for game week five, before we make any transfers, looks like this. We do have two free transfers and 1.8 million in the bank. So do think about that when we're considering what moves to make with my team. Turner starts in goal over Jordan Pickford. I have made a slight change in the defense where Stupinan is going to start over Saliba. I don't expect a clean sheet for either. And of course, the Brighton attack, Anna Stupinan has much more attacking threat than Saliba does, particularly with the way Manchester United are looking defensively at the moment. So starting a Stupinan, then we have Udogi and Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell does continue to stay on my team despite the poor form, just given the fixtures that he does have going forward. In midfield, it is the midfield five. Really happy with it still. We have Bukayo Saka, we have Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Brian and Buemo, and James Madison with Erling Haaland up front being my captain at the moment and Jackson also up front. Again, Jackson's an interesting one. We'll talk about him in a little bit more detail. People are very quick to sell him at the moment. Despite him scoring in game week three, he did miss a big chance in game week four, which caused him to blank. But if that goes goes in, I don't think anyone's selling him. And I think more people are going to be buying into him. So I'm surprised, given the fixtures that people are still selling Jackson, I don't really think I'm going to do it myself. So this is my team. It looks really good. It looks really good for quite a few number of weeks. But I do have two free transfers. I do have 1.8 million in the bank to spend as well. There are a few players that I am not that happy with particularly in goal are the ones that I'm really looking at I do also think there's a chance to bolster the defense over the next couple of weeks we've spoken about Newcastle as well so we'll talk about them I'm not massively unhappy with my team and I don't think if I had one free transfer this week I'd probably roll my free transfer but because I have two I do need to find something to do and actually before I decide what transfers to make I need to decide when I'm going to wildcard 
Now you're probably thinking, well, Harry, if you're not going to wildcard this week, why do you actually need to decide when you're going to wildcard to make your transfers this week? Well, because it decides a lot of things about what I'm able to do with my team. I think there are three real opportunities about when I can wildcard. We've got game week 8 to 10, we've got game week 16 to 17, and we've got game week 19. And I think there's pros and cons of each, and then you've got the percentage chance that I have of using each one. Now, game week 8 to 10 is the one that a lot of people are talking about. It's when there's fixture swings to start for the likes of Liverpool, for the likes of Aston Villa, and a difficult run of fixtures for Manchester City. This would allow you to get on some of those Liverpool players. It would allow you to get on some of those Aston Villa players, potentially sell some of those Manchester City players, although I don't have them in my squad at the moment. The thing is, getting Mo Salah into your team is which requires quite a lot of restructure. Now, you could just simply do two transfers, but generally, a Salah squad looks very different to a, to a non-Salah squad with how the money is spread around. So a wild card allows you to very easily do that without having to take a lot of hits. Now, you could use free transfers to go and get Mo Salah, but the chances are, with the other fixture swings that you've got there, you'd want to make more than just two transfers going into that week. I personally prefer game week 10 out of all of those. You do miss Salah playing against Everton in game week nine but I do think the fixtures against Sheffield United for Manchester United and against Fulham for Tottenham are good enough that you don't need to wildcard in game week nine so I think that's my favorite option at the moment is a game week 10 wildcard it also allows me the opportunity to be aggressive over the next few weeks and that does include potentially buying some Luton players for their double game week you think that's crazy we'll talk about them a bit later on in the video and then there are two other options game week 16 17 and game week 19 game week 16 17 is when the Liverpool fixture swing ends so so just like you can restructure to buy Salah, you can restructure to sell Salah. When you sell Salah out of your team, it isn't as simple as you sell someone and upgrade someone else. There are a lot of transfers that you'd like to make with the money in your team. So again, it isn't just two transfers, which you'd probably have to do if you do decide to go and buy Mo Salah early on. But I do think there's an opportunity to wildcard here. The other big one is actually in game week 19. Game week 19 is after the blank game week for Manchester City versus Brentford. So you could use that to your advantage to potentially sell some of those assets in game week 18, then wildcard in game week 19 to bring some of them back in. Both of these have their pros and cons. It does mean that you don't have the opportunity to be aggressive in the short term. It does mean you're likely to have to take hits to go and bring Salah into our teams if that's what we decide going into game week 9 or 10. Now, if I decide and you decide that you don't want Salah at all, then game week 19 is the best opportunity to wildcard. You don't need to wildcard between now and then, in my opinion, at the moment, unless you need to go and be bringing in Mo Salah, which I do plan on doing at the moment. So because of that, I do think game week 8 to 10 and 10 in my mind is where I'm most likely to wildcard. It's currently about a 60%. Game week 16, 17 is only about 10%, but I do think it's possible. And then game week 19 at the moment is about a one in three chance, a 30% chance. So with that in mind, one of the teams I do want to target, particularly in defense, is Newcastle. Looking at their fixtures between now and then when I'm gonna wildcard in game week 10, they look really nice. I think there'll be at least three clean sheets in there for them. Now, I'm getting a lot of comments on the video saying, Harry, why are you keeping recommending Newcastle defense when they aren't keeping many clean sheets? And I think they've kept three clean sheets in their past 20 plus Premier League games. But when you look at the underlying data, it does advise that we should be buying into them. So far this season, they have the six best expected goals conceded, the six best underlying data of any defense in the league, despite 
having played Aston Villa, Manchester City, Liverpool and Brighton as the opening four games, four of the best attacks so far this season. So when they go into an easier fixture run like this, including Crystal Palace, Burnley, Sheffield United and even West Ham away, I do think there is a good chance that there'll be a reasonable amount of clean sheets in there. Now, which option am I going to go with? The three I'm looking at are Botman, Cher and then Trippier. And I actually think that they're all worth the money that you have to pay for them. To be honest, Botman should be 5 million, Cher should be 5.5 million and Trippier is fine at 6.5 but I all think they have their own benefits. Botman is the cheapest. He might be the most nailed as well given the rotation that Shah could see with his injuries. Trippier with Livermento as well but he has the least attacking threat despite picking up an assist in game week one. Next up is Fabian Cher who does have more attacking threat. He is the main threat from corners, from set pieces. He has also got a good passing range that he can pass out from the back and get some assists that way. And then finally of course Trippier. Now Trippier's actual attacking output hasn't been as good but I do think at 6.5 million there will be returns for him over this run it's just how many games I think Livermento is going to start given that I am going to wild card in game week 9 or 10 I don't mind going for Trippier but if you aren't going to wild card until later on in the season and you plan on buying Salah Buying Salah with Trippier in your team is actually quite difficult. So if you don't plan on wildcarding, I do favour going over Botman or Shah. But if you do plan on wildcarding later and you have that flexibility, Trippier is a great pick. Right now, I don't think I have the funds quite in my setup to stretch up to Trippier. So I am favouring Fabian Shah as my Newcastle defender to bring in this week. If we hear that Botman is going to be back, I might just play it safe and go with him. But right now, Shah is the one I want to buy. But of course, Newcastle actually played Brentford this week, so I don't really want to use a transfer there this week unless I just end up putting them on the bench, which is a possibility. I could just do Saliba to Fabian Shah and just bench him this week and play my back three that I've already got. Cher versus Estupinan is a pretty close call this week, I think. What I could do is buy Hyun Son. Now, I've spoken a little bit about this. I've posted about this, and I'm going to talk about it in a bit more detail. What I'm really looking at is the next three game weeks. In game week eight... Spurs play against Luton and then they play against Fulham in game week nine. So whether or not I buy Son into my team now, I'm going to be buying him into my team in game week eight at the very latest. So I'm looking at the next three fixtures. The options are players that I could sell. I could in theory sell James Madison, although I'm pretty certain I'm not going to do that. I could sell Bakai Saka of Arsenal. I could also sell either Bruno Fernandes or Marcus Rashford of Manchester United. Looking at the fixtures, I think it's clear that Spurs over the next three do have the most difficult fixtures. Now, you could argue that Liverpool at home, there is a chance for them to score. But generally, the fixtures for Spurs are slightly more difficult after game week five. A lot of people are wanting Son, particularly for that Sheffield United at home fixture. But I do look at the Arsenal fixtures of Everton and Bournemouth, the Manchester United fixtures of Brighton, Burnley and Crystal Palace in the next three and think the fixtures and chance to explode in those fixtures are probably there. However, we know the form we've seen from both Arsenal and Manchester United this season compared to Spurs in terms of scoring goals means that that might not necessarily be the case. So when we look at some of the underlying data for the players that we could sell versus those that we could buy, what we've got here is expected goal involvement. We've got expected goal involvement just in game week four, so we can look at how Son performs when he plays up front. We've got the opponent's goals conceded, so how many goals on average do their opponents in the next three games concede? And then the expected points from Fantasy Football Scout over the next three game weeks as well. So always looking at the next three. Son scores last in three of the next four metrics apart from his underlying data in that game week four fixture. Bakai Saka comes out comfortably on top in us two of those so he is definitely staying. It's just whether I think any of those Manchester United assets even with their nice run of fixtures are worth selling for Hyun Min Son. 
For me, there's too much unknowns. We do expect Son to stay in that central position, but I don't necessarily think it's 100% certain against Sheffield United this weekend. So with that in mind, given the underlying data, now Bruno Fernandes' data in game week four is alarming. 0.07 expected goal involvement is crazy, crazy low. But in the fixture against Arsenal, he was expected to play a little bit deeper. He wasn't getting as far forward, which I do think he will do in some of the fixtures he's got coming up. Plus, with the deal with Sancho and Anthony not being available, well, it seems unlikely they're going to be available going into game week five at the moment. Bruno Fernandes will either be playing attacking midfield or he could even play on the right wing, which I do think boosts his attacking output a little bit. We've seen him play in that a little bit before. And he doesn't drop so deep as we see him playing when he plays in midfield. So I quite like that for Fernandez. And I just think the next fixtures are pretty good for Marcus Rashford. So actually, I think Son is going to have to wait until game week eight. So the final thing to talk about, if I've decided I don't want to buy Son and I don't want to buy Newcastle, I kind of forgot to find something to do with my team this week. And I might end up buying some double game week players. Now, you're probably thinking, Harry is crazy. Burnley and Luton have been awful. Well, that is true. But I do still think there is a chance in the double game week, given that it is Everton away, Burnley at home, that they should get some chances. Now, I'm not saying going and buying a crazy amount of either Luton or Burnley players, but I do think that there are a couple of options that I think we should be considering buying into our teams. And actually, they both play for Luton. The reason I think Luton are better is the fixtures around it in particular. Looking at the Burnley fixtures, they don't really have any favourable fixtures either side of game week seven, whereas Luton have three good fixtures either side of it. So pretty happy to be buying some Luton players in. Now, actually, they wouldn't start in my team any of those other weeks, I don't think. Maybe game week six at home to Wolves. But they also have a much nicer double game week, whereas Burnley have to go to Newcastle, whereas Luton have that fixture against Burnley and Everton in there. The two options that I like is up front in Morris. Now, Morris has a goal and assist so far this season. He's also on penalties, also likely to play 90 minutes for Luton. I don't necessarily have an easy way to get him into my team, but I do think for that double, he could be worth bringing in. The other one is actually in goal. I'm not happy with Jordan Pickford. Pickford does have Luton at home in game week seven, but he does go away to Brentford in game week six. So actually selling Jordan Pickford to go and buy Kaminsky, the Luton first choice goalkeeper, means I don't play Jordan Pickford against Brentford and then Luton. Instead, I play Kaminsky against Wolves and then in a double game week. Don't necessarily think I want to do it this week because there is a chance that Tim Krull takes that first spot for Luton, but I do think Morris could come into my team. So we've spoken about a lot in terms of my transfer plans this week. There's a lot of moving parts that have changed over the international break. Looking at my midfield, I don't necessarily think I find a space for Hyun Min Son in there this week, despite me thinking he's a great option if he stays up front. So I don't think I'm going to do the midfield transfer. The other option is in defence. Now, I could bring in Fabian Schaar in replace of Saliba, who's currently on my bench, and either start him over Superman or just leave him on my bench. That's very possible for me to do this week. However, if we're uncertain about when Botman's going to return, I think he's slightly more nailed than Shah. I could leave that going into game week six because I'm not going to play him in this week anyway. What I could end up doing is bringing in Morris. Now, I don't want to sell Jackson. I've been pretty positive about Jackson in this video, despite his performance in game week four. But I actually have the money spare in my team to do Archer up to Morris this week. And I'd actually leave Morris first on my bench. He has Fulham this week. He'd be a great first bench option. Now, you're probably thinking selling Archer is crazy. And it is, despite the fact that I'm actually not going to play him until I use my wildcard in game week 10. The fixtures for Sheffield United between now and game week 10 are pretty awful. I can bring him back in on my wildcard, but I don't actually need him between now and then. 
So my planned transfer this week might sound completely crazy is to do Archer to Morris, leave Morris on my bench this week and probably next week as well. Roll my second free transfer going into game week six, have two free transfers there where I can probably bring in Kaminsky of Luton in goal instead of Jordan Pickford. I can also then potentially bring in a Newcastle defender as well going into game week six. That will set me up nicely for their run. It will give me double game week players in game week seven in Luton. Yes, I'm bringing in some Luton players. That is the plan for me. One free transfer this week of Archer to Morris. Now, in terms of who I'd bench in game week seven, Madison does have Liverpool at home. And if Jackson is still disappointing, I would probably happily bench him as well. I do think there's enough upside potentially to bring Morris in. I don't plan on capturing him in game week seven, but it does add the extra fixture. And anyone who's followed me for a while knows quite how much I love a double game week player. So those are my transfer plans. Let me know what you think. Are you buying Son? Are you buying any double game week players? Are you buying Newcastle? Those are the three things that are top priority for me at the moment going into both game week five, game week six and game week seven as well. Thank you all so much for watching 1000 likes on the video is always the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. We are back in the run in for game week five, game week six, game week seven, game week eight. FPL is back. Let me know any questions you have about your team in the comment section down below. Like and subscribe before you go and I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.